the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a battle going on for the souls of men. The taste of war is ever near. But I am safe within the arms of God's dear bride. She is the keeper of my soul. She is the church of Christ. I'll not Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rick Breidenbaugh of the Gospel Defender Ministries. Today's message will encourage and equip all who have ears to hear to be Christians, clothed with the armor of a Gospel Defender. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, let us together consider the responses to the preaching of the Word of God that are found in the book of Acts. The Bible says to the evangelist in 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. In verse 2 of 2 Timothy 4, we find the preacher's commission. That charge is preach the word. When a man of God obeys 2 Timothy 4 verse 2, he soon discovers that different people react in different ways to his preaching of the word of God. The book of Acts demonstrates this truth. In that book, different people responded or reacted to the preaching of the Word of God in different ways. The Bible is full of good sermons, and many of those good sermons are found in the book of Acts. So let us now go through that particular book and note how different people responded to the preaching of the Word of God in different ways. The first sermon that we read in this great and powerful book is found in Acts chapter 2. The Apostle Peter, standing before the assembled multitude on the day of Pentecost, said, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. 
The Bible continues in verses 37 through 40 that, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. The Bible says that the apostle Peter told this assembled multitude that they were guilty of killing the Son of God. And what was their reaction to that message? The Bible says in verse 37, when they heard that message, they were pricked in their heart and asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? We observe that this assembled multitude reacted to the preaching of the apostle Peter in a positive way. After being told and admitting to themselves that they indeed did slay the Savior, they asked the Apostle Peter, What shall we do? They did not ask, What shall we do with this obnoxious, holier-than-thou unloving preacher? They did not fire the preacher. They did not try to get the preacher to resign. They did not try to run the preacher out of the church. They asked the preacher, What shall we do? Then we are told in verse 41 that they who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says after they were told they needed to repent and be immersed in the name of Jesus Christ in order to have their sins forgiven, they gladly received his word and did what they were told to do by an inspired apostle. They were glad because they were happy to hear how they could have their sins forgiven. They desired to be forgiven of God, and when they were told what they needed to do, they gladly received the word of God. I would to God that when the word of God is preached over these airwaves, that there would be some of you who would gladly receive the word of God and would do the same thing. Repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. Not only do we find the reaction of gladly receiving the word of God in Acts 2, but also we find in Acts 7, verses 54 and 57, Following the truth-convicting rehearsal of Israel's disobedient history Stephen made before his accusers, these words, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. Sometimes when the word of God is preached, there will be a few who will cry out at the preacher for revealing their sins and their faults. These people often do to the preacher what they did to preacher Stephen. In verse 58, they cast him out of the city. There are always a few people anxious to cast the preacher out of the congregation for preaching the word of God. 
But ladies and gentlemen, though the preacher be cast out of the congregation, the word of God remains. Jesus said it best in Matthew 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. No matter what may be tried to stop the word of God, it marches on. There are always a few people in the church who stop their ears at the preaching that unless a Christian is faithful to all the assemblies, his soul is in jeopardy. There are some people who stop their ears at that kind of preaching. There are always a few people in the church who stop their ears at the preaching that unless a Christian observes the Lord's Supper on the first day of every week, his soul is in jeopardy. There are some people who would like to run up on the preacher and gnaw and bite him and cast him out of the city and who stop their ears at that kind of preaching. Though you do that, you cannot get rid of the Word of God. Then there are always those denominational people who would like to gnaw and bite and devour and chew and gnash on the preacher who preaches the truth that Christ built one church and only one church. And unless you are a member of that one and only church that he built, you are going to hell. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there will always be some people who will do what the people of Acts 7 did to Stephen, cry out and stop their ears and gnaw and gnash on the preacher. But though the preacher be ground with their teeth, and be chewed up and spit out with their tongues, the word of God remains. There are always some people who do not gladly receive the word of God, but who madly receive the word of God. These people cry out and stop their ears and run the preacher out of town. In our examination of responses to the preaching of the word of God that are found in Acts, we next come to Acts chapter 8. In this chapter is the account of the conversion of the Ethiopian eunuch. The Bible says in verse 27 that he was a great man. In verse 28 that he was reading the word of God. And in verses 30 and 31 that he admitted his ignorance of the word of God. And then we come to verse 35. Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Continuing in verses 36 to 38, the Bible says, Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Ladies and gentlemen, the eunuch was a man who admitted he was ignorant in the word of God and was not hesitant to admit that which many people are too proud to admit. He did not know the word of God. A man by the name of Philip came along and preached unto him Jesus Christ. That's all the Bible says he preached. Verse 35 says, 
he preached Jesus to him. But in the very next verse, the Ethiopian eunuch asked, What hinders me from being baptized? I wonder where he got that idea, ladies and gentlemen. The Bible doesn't say Philip preached baptism. The Bible says Philip preached Jesus to him. We cannot help but conclude that you cannot preach Jesus Christ without also preaching immersion in water for the remission of sins. If your preacher never mentions the fact that you need to be immersed in water for the remission of your sins, regardless of what he might tell you, he is not preaching Jesus Christ. You say, oh now, wait a minute. He preaches Jesus Christ. He tells us the story of Calvary. He tells us about the miracles Jesus did. He tells us that Jesus was born of a virgin. He tells us how Jesus loves us. Ladies and gentlemen, if your preacher never tells you that you need to be immersed in the Christ for the remission of sins, he is not preaching Jesus. If your preacher never tells you that you must be obedient to Mark 16, 16, never tells you that you must be obedient to Acts 2.38, never tells you that you must be obedient to Acts 22.16, never tells you that you must be obedient to Galatians 3.27, never tells you that you must be obedient to 1 Peter 3.21. He also is never preaching to you Jesus Christ. The man in Acts 8 was happy to respond to the preaching of Jesus Christ. He asked, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? He desired to be baptized. He was like those of Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost, who said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? They and the Ethiopian eunuch of Acts 8 gladly received the word of God. As we make our way through the book of Acts, we come to Acts 13, where it is written in verses 44 through 46. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city came together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and contradicting and blaspheming they opposed the things spoken by Paul. Then Paul and Barnabas grew bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first, but since you reject it and judge yourselves worthy of unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. The Bible says the people of Antioch and Pisidia were filled with envy and spoke against those things which were spoken by Paul. Some became jealous of what was said, and so they put the word of God away from them. So it goes even today. The word of God can be preached, book, chapter, and verse, and some people will put the word of God away from them. Hebrews 10.25 can be preached until the preacher is blue or red in the face. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And there are some who will tag the preacher as legalistic, pharisaical, and narrow-minded. There are those who label the preacher as hard-headed, 
pharisaical and narrow-minded when he preaches that unless Christians observe the Lord's Supper every Lord's Day, they are danger in losing their salvation. The preacher can take some people throughout the Word of God and say, See, here is what the Bible says, and here is what the Bible says, and here is what the Bible says, and again, here is what the Bible says. He can then ask them, What does the Bible say? And all they can do is to hang their head and say, All I know is that you are being too hard-headed, preacher. You see, ladies and gentlemen, there are people who are guilty of the same thing that the people of Antioch and Pisidia were guilty of doing. They put away the word of God from them. Take people to the word of God where Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Take people to the word of God where Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Take people to the word of God where Peter wrote, Baptism doth also now save us. Show some people in black and white, and in some cases red and white, what the Bible says about salvation and you will hear, No, preacher, you can't say that. You can't say people who never got baptized aren't saved. You see, some people are determined to put away the word of God from themselves. They are the same kind of people as those in Acts 13. They put away the word of God from themselves. They don't want the word of God. They want to do Christianity their way. But ladies and gentlemen, there's only one way for salvation. Remember, Apostle Paul said to those who resided in Antioch of Pisidia, you judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life when you put away the word of God. And then we go to Acts 17, where it is written in verses 10 through 12, then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks prominent women as well as men. I do not know exactly what kind of hearers the Thessalonians were, but they were evaluated by Luke, the author of Acts, by the way in which they received the word of God. The Bible says the Bereans possessed more nobility than the Thessalonians. The Bereans received the word with all readiness of mind. That means they had an open mind, ready to absorb the Word of God. They searched the Scriptures daily. They investigated what was said by the Apostle Paul by trying it against what the Scriptures said. Ladies and gentlemen, what a shame it is that there are so many people in the church who are so un-Berean. Because people in the church do not know the word of God, 
we have church problems. We have denominationalism. And we have religious confusion in the world. Many times the reason people do not know the Word of God is not because there are not good teachers in the church or because there isn't a good preacher in the church. It's because the members are lazy, apathetic, and lethargic in their study of the Scriptures. People will not dig into the Word of God. The Bereans are an example to all who profess to be a Christian. Brethren, we have a personal responsibility to look into the Word of God to find out what the Bible says about any given doctrine. The Bible says that these Bereans were more noble in that they received the Word of God with all readiness of mind. And then we see in this same chapter, Acts 17, that the Apostle Paul preached to the people assembled in the city of Athens. He preached to them the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In verse 32, the Bible says, When the people heard of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes when the Word of God is preached straight and narrow, when the Word of God is preached book, chapter, and verse, there will be people who will mock the message and the messenger. They will ridicule the messenger of the Word of God. The messenger will be charged with being out of his head. You are mad, preacher. You're crazy, man. You surely can't believe that. The hearers can't show the preacher why he is wrong. They can't show the preacher, book, chapter, and verse, why they believe what they believe. They just tell the preacher that he is nuts for preaching what he does. They will not accept the truth in the word of God, but will mock. But thank God there are others who will say, we will hear you again of this matter. Some will stay around. They will have their interests stirred up. They will want to know what the Bible says. And so it is. Finally, ladies and gentlemen, we come to Acts chapter 24 and verse 25. The Bible says that Paul was talking to a man by the name of Felix. It is written that he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. And Felix was afraid and answered, Go away for now. When I have a more convenient time, I will call for you. Paul's message should have caused fear in Felix, and it should cause fear in us. But I would pray that you would not be like Felix by telling me to go away for some other time. You might have a more convenient time for me to call upon you. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have a better time than today to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the day of salvation. And so now, 
as we conclude this message. What will your response be to the preaching of the Word of God as found in the book of Acts? There's a battle going on for the souls of Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rick Breidenbaugh, and you have just heard another Gospel Defender Ministries radio broadcast. Remember, thus saith the Lord, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. So find someone today who will immerse you into Christ today before it is everlastingly too late. If we can help you to do this, do not wait to get in touch with us. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Our mailing address is the Gospel Defender Ministries, Post Office Box 575, Chillicothe. C-H-I-L-L-I-C-O-T-H-E, Chillicothe, Ohio, zip, 45601. You can also contact us through the World Wide Web at www.gospel-defender.org. We need to hear from you as soon as possible, so take the time to do it right now. And now until next time, at this same time, our prayer is that you will be steadfastly set for the defense of the gospel. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.